Dimity here with a Train Like a Mother Club on a Friday afternoon, and I am so excited to welcome Coach Jen Gill, our um, Superstar 5K coach. Hi, Jen. Hello. How's it going How out there? I'm good. I'm happy it's Friday afternoon. How are you doing out there in Cali? Uh, the same. I'm happy it's Friday. Um, yeah. It's uh, We had a one good week of weather, and now we're back to rain on and off, so I'm looking forward to spring. But yeah. Uh, yeah, no, things are going really well here. Do you get spring breakers where you are? Like, because you're close to San Diego, right? Yes. So yeah, we'll get, I guess it gets a little bit busy during spring break, um, but not really uh, compared to summer. It's really not that, that much busier. The summer is crazy. Spring the break, not crazy. so much. Okay. All right. And how's your own running going right now? Are you... Um, Got your eyes on anything uh, coming up? A little spring fling or something? <laughs> yeah, I have a big race in June. So um, pretty much every race I'm running from now until then is all just training miles. Um, sometimes it's just easier to get long runs in with a race rather than try and do it on my own. So so yeah, ah. I have a few Ragnars. I have a, a few other races. And then, yeah, big one in June. Big one. Okay. And um, and you uh, didn't you just celebrate a big um, twins birthday? Yes. Monday, on past Monday. Yeah. This past Monday was my girl's eighth birthday. And oh, wow. uh, so, yeah, as you can imagine, it's been a little high energy around my house and I'm <laughs> looking forward to a nice quiet weekend. <laughs> have you, do, you, do you do birthday parties for twins or is it the fact that they have a twin their birthday party? No, we do parties. Um, we, uh, uh it's crazy because you know we we have twin friends also so between oh, you know their single friends and then their twin friends the parties are a little bit on the large side but um but it's it's good it all comes with the territory so as long as they're having a good time and all that stuff it's it's all good awesome awesome okay well so um so we i thank you for asking jen <laughs> I, I am good i am coming off of like I, I don't know if I had this, I think I had like the stomach flu light for about a day and a half where like I didn't vomit or anything. Um, but I really felt just gross, like so nauseous, like for nothing to taste, sound good, taste good. Like I didn't want coffee in the morning, which I oh, no. always want coffee. That's I didn't, the you know, worst. it was <laughs> the it's worst funny I was walking, I know I was walking around, um, a wine store there's this new like you know liquor store that opened like a superstore kind of thing that opened up near us on tuesday night and um and i was like oh maybe i want a glass of white wine like you know uh heading home from a long day of meetings and um so i stopped in the wine store and i'm like i'm walking around like this nothing looks good nothing sounds good i mean and i'm not like a i'm like you know oh, oh do i like the label okay i'll buy that wine it's not like i'm right. like you know oh, that that grape is not going to taste good it's like no i just and that that was the beginning of feeling yucky um and this morning was the first time so that was tuesday night and so this friday morning was the first time i was like okay i got up I actually I, I went for a walk i didn't i hadn't done any exercise for like three days went for a walk did a little strength had some eggs had some coffee so i'm feeling more like myself again which oh good you know, i'm glad to hear that that's yeah the word. thanks yeah well it's bad too when you're like not you know, it's like one thing when you like have the flu and you're like knocked out totally, you know, or a sinus infection or something like that, where you like know that you're like, I cannot do something. And it's another when you're like, oh, I'm just about, you know, I'm feeling about 30% right now, you know, like it's yeah. not like, it's like enough to make me bed bound, but it's enough to make me feel miserable. Lost, yeah. So 
anyway, um, well, so we're going to talk about some 5K questions and the five and, and the 5K athletes. And I want to start with the Walk One group, which is doing so well. Um, Sharon put up this post a couple days ago, or actually more like a week ago. But um, I just wanted to read it because if you are in the 5K group, um, the Run Walk group, that is, and you're starting out in the first couple of weeks, she says. Um, I want to encourage anyone who has started the plan and is nervous about the idea of running for five minutes. If you stick with a plan, you'll be able to do it. I have never been a runner, and I've had many reasons why I haven't been. I thought I wouldn't be able to do it. But yesterday, I laced up my shoes and turned on my music and headed out. I did it, and so will you. And I just love that post because that just speaks to, first of all, um, the effectiveness of the program that you wrote, Jen, in that you know it, it takes you up step by step and certainly there are certain things that will feel like a stretch but you are physically ready for it um and you need to get some sometimes sometimes get your mind where your body is right right absolutely yeah yeah i mean when you see a post like that what do you think oh well it just i mean it brings tears to my eyes if i'm being honest um it makes me so happy to hear that when um you know it's like it's all clicking and starting to come together and realizing that everything that seemed impossible at some point really is possible and that you know you you get so excited that you're ready for more like you're not as afraid as you once were because you know you can do it and that feeling is really i mean it's indescribable for each and every one of us it feels different but at the same time it's something that um is just I think that's why we keep coming back for more as runners. You know, it's that that moment when it feels like everything is coming together and you know what you're doing is is working, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, and I love, you know, I, I think sometimes if you've been a runner for a while, um, you forget how much that can ricochet through the rest of your life, right? Absolutely. So like, you know, so um, there's something that is so crisp and clean about, oh my gosh, I ran for five minutes. Okay, now I'm going to go back and I'm going to tackle this thing that, has been sitting on my to-do list, or I'm going to have that hard conversation with a kid or a boss or whatever it is. Like, there's just something there that um, just makes you feel stronger and more empowered than, you know, than I think other exercise for some reason. So I agree. I mean, I think that, oops, sorry, my computer just fell. Um, That's okay. That, um, is it okay? Yes. Okay. That there's some, you know, I think with running, it's like, it's just such a primal thing. It's just you and the road. It's just mm -hmm. you, your body and, and that road in front of you. And, um, there's no, nothing else that can get you through it other than your own heart, your own legs. Whereas, you know, when you're on a bike or in a pool or whatever, I mean, yes, it is you propelling yourself forward, but for some reason, when it's just you and the road, it's yeah. just, you know, it's just something that I guess we are inherently built to do. And when we can do it, everything else seems manageable. Yeah. Very, and it's, it's very pure. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So what about the days? Like, so Aang, um, also, who's also in the run walk um, group posted, uh, today turned out to be one of those days. My husband is out of town and our water heater sprang a leak one day after the warranty expired. Of, co oh, of course. Uh-huh. Added a couple of other hiccups and it felt like a real victory to just get in a walk after work. My next challenge is tomorrow morning. So first of all, acknowledge the victory, right, of that walk. Yep. That's great. And when when life is throwing you, you know, water heaters and out-of-town spouses and stuff that you're just like, why can't this be easier? What do you do? Because, I mean, you've got three kids. You've got a full-time job. I mean, you know, what, what, what kind of um, mental games do you play? And also what kind of uh, 
compromises do you make? Well, I mean, I think that, um, you know, again, what you just said, acknowledging what you can do and um, being happy with that is the most important thing is, you know, not being down on yourself because you can't do the workout as prescribed, but you're doing something. And in my opinion, something is always better than nothing. You know, there are lots of days when I can't get in my full workout and all of the miles I'm supposed to, or all of the strength or all of the whatever it may be, but something is going to be better than nothing. And if I'm moving, that's the best thing I can do in that moment, especially when it's that stressful at home, that's going to help me kind of deal with it a little bit better. Cause you know, you always feel better after your workout. You know, you always feel like you can handle a little bit more once you've gotten some movement in. Um, so I think the most important thing is to one, just try and do what you can. I mean, the best you can do is the best you can do. You can't do more than that. So if all you can get in is a 10 minute walk, then that's all you can do. And to not beat yourself up over that. Don't be hard on yourself because you can't do the entire workout and perhaps you chose to sit and rest for a moment because you know we need to do that too um, especially when things are stressful um, and to just not beat yourself up over it and go to the next day just leave it all on that day and go to the next day and do again do what you can do um, in the moment absolutely I, I totally agree with that and I think um I think it's really important um, to, you know, we, we, we write these plans with the idea that there's some flexibility written in. Of course, you know, we would love for you to <clears throat> be able to get 100% in, but we know that that's not real, right? And so, you know, having to move things around, having to skip a workout, skip a strength circuit, skip a, you know, a longer run, that's okay. It just can't become a pattern, right? Right, exactly. Um, yeah, and I mean, the one thing that I would say, I would add to that is, you know, when, when you have one of those days, and we're all going to have them, and it, and it's either a, it's a it's a minimal day of exercise or the day that you didn't expect to have of exercise, um, the only thing that I would say is think about what you need to do tomorrow to make it better on the day you are. Um, like there is definitely a lot of power in being present and where you are and in the now and all those things, but you know, the more that you can plan, the better off you'll be. So if that means, you know, laying out your clothes early so that you don't let yourself hit snooze, or if that means bringing um, your running shoes to work and going out for a brisk walk during lunch um, because you've got your kids and your spouse out of town, um, whatever it happens to be, you know, just kind of making a couple plan B situations so that, you know, you, you can mitigate any obstacles that are in your way, um, you know, anything that, that is, un, that, that you can count on, right? Um, right. You know, unforeseen stuff, you know, a sick kid or whatever, that's obviously a different situation, but, um, but sometimes it's, it's, it actually, you know, um, structures your day sometimes, which, you know, it, it can sound confining, but in the, in reality, I, I really think that um, having the, having structure around you and kind of boxing yourself in about what you have to get done sometimes can actually be super liberating <laughs> in a weird way, right? I mean, like I think about yeah. back to like college when I was, you know, I used to row crew and like, you know, I was like, okay, well, I need to be up at, for practice at this time. And that means I'll be back here. And then I've got to write this paper because it's due at this time. And, you know, and all the dominoes kind of fall into place. Um, and again, I know it's a wild card situation when you're dealing with other people and you're not just taking care of yourself, but the more that you can kind of set up your dominoes when you know that you kind of got a tough week ahead, um, yeah, the better off I think you'd be. So I absolutely agree. I mean, I'm a planner by nature. It's my job. Yeah. It's how I am. But I think you know, as women, moms, 
you know, we are constantly trying to fit all the pieces into the puzzle and how, you know, well, okay, they have, so for my kids, they have karate today. I can get a quick run in while they're in class and then maybe get to the grocery store or whatever, you know, because some yeah. of my, my son's classes are on the longer side. So, you know, it's all about trying to fit in what you can, when you can, being okay if you're not able to get in everything. And then yeah. again, yeah, looking at the next day or the two days after that or whatever and seeing where you can fit it in again and just doing the best you can. You know, it's it's important that we aim to get everything in, but if we can't, to not give ourselves such a hard time when we can't do it. We can't do it all, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I hear you. I hear you. Well, and then this is another good perspective, um, kind of bringing in all the different um, things that can kind of come up. This is Jessica writing in and she said, I didn't run like the wind today, but it felt good to be out and enjoying the fresh air and sunshine. I know that for me, running been a, has been a huge boost to my mental health. And I know that if I don't keep getting out there, it's not gonna get any better. One foot in front of the other. Um, Absolutely. And then there's, yeah, there's two things that I love about this post. First is I didn't run like the wind today, right? And the second one is of course the, the mental side, um, the mental benefits you get from the endorphins and moving forward and you know doing something for yourself. Um, but talk a little bit about <laughs> expectations when you go out for a run. I mean, whether you're on a run walk plan or you're on the, the 5K race plan or somewhere in between, you're still gonna have, most of your runs are gonna be mediocre. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but would you agree? I, hope. I would absolutely. <laughs> Funny that, you know, yet just yesterday. So right. So in California, Southern California, we've had a really rainy winter. It's been raining all the time. And as a result of that, we're having an enormous super bloom. Like there's flowers everywhere. So oh, yesterday, or I guess it was Wednesday, I was out on a run. And of course, you know, I have my expectations of what I'm what I should be doing for that run. But where I'm running there's like a billion flowers that I've never seen there before. And so I probably stopped like no less than 25 times to take photos. Oh, look in this angle, look at this flower and whatever. <laughs> I've never seen it at this light and whatever. Sure. Um, and you know, sometimes you just have to go with the flow and go with how you feel more so than trying to push through something that's just may not happen. And I'm just using that as an example, because honestly, even though I didn't do what I quote unquote was supposed to do, I had like a glorious run and felt amazing the rest of the day because of it. And I think it's because I just went with the flow and, you know, was really paying attention to my surroundings and how I was feeling and so on and so forth. And sometimes that's just how it has to go. So it may say on your plan that you need to do X number of miles at X pace for however long. And yeah, you can go into the run with that expectation, but if A, you're not feeling well and, and, and trying to push through it just isn't working, then you have to change course on the fly, so to speak, and be okay with that. I think it's okay to change things up um, uh, on a regular basis, but even sometimes just on a daily basis with what you're supposed to do. And then again, be okay with that. It's all right to change it um, in that moment if A, you're not feeling it or something else is getting your attention or there's a flower and you're like the dog and up where you're, oh, flower. Um, <laughs> and you just need to, to change things. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's okay to not stick with the plan all the time. Like you said earlier, as long as it's not a pattern where you're changing things up all the time. But um, if, if for whatever reason you're not feeling like running like the wind or running the prescribed miles or whatever the case may be, it's okay to change things up. Where it does, co it could get out of um, 
control for lack of a better word is just you know if you're feeling great and you push the pace faster than maybe what you're sh you should be doing in that run that's where things can can get um a little bit dicey if, especially if you're coming off an injury or something along those lines i wouldn't necessarily go faster or do more speed work than really what you're supposed to do but it's okay to lighten things up a little bit every sure, now and then sure i agree i agree and i think also just knowing that um, you know, I remember having this conversation. We had Lauren Fleshman, who is, you know, a former Olympian, on, or maybe she never made the Olympics. Ugh, I can't remember. Um, we, had, we, you know, she's a she's a public running figure, right? And I know that she was in the 5,000 meters. That was her event, and she was talking a lot about, um, you know, the days like magical workouts, right? And you know, obviously, you want to hit on the Olympics. You want to hit on the Olympic trials. You want to hit on the World Championships when you are running for your livelihood um but you know and, and there's a lot of things that we can do like tapering and strength and all the stuff to make sure that you are ready for that day but sometimes the stars just don't align and um what she was saying which i thought was really interesting was that you know those magical workouts you know sometimes it's really hard to predict when they're going to come but if you don't put in the mediocre and the hard workouts and the mentally hard workouts they're never going to come Right. So like right. you really increase your chances quite significantly when you do the the mediocre runs, the consistent runs, the runs that you're like, mm, okay, well, I put one foot in front of the other. Don't right, feel exactly. awesome. I got it I done. Okay. Yeah, got it done. And I think, you know, I think sometimes we think like, oh, because you know, everyone talks about the runners high and 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 we talk about how much it can benefit your mental your mental state and that kind of thing, that you should come home feeling like you're on cloud nine after every run. And it's great when that happens. Um, but often it's enough of a, of a little boost that you want to come back for it. But, you know, it's not always like, it's, all, it's not always like rainbows and unicorns, right? Um, no. In fact, right. it's hardly ever like rainbows and unicorns. Yeah. And, you know, it's like what Des Linden said after she ran um, and won Boston, how really a lot of her training was just showing up. And that's yeah. what I tell myself a lot is all, you know, and my clients, you know, just keep showing up, keep showing up put the shoes on, put the clothes on and just keep showing up and just keep keep at it, you know, because it's not always going to be perfect. In fact, it will rarely be perfect. And that run the other day with all the flowers, that was the first run in a really long time where I felt like, yay, this is why I do this. Because, you know, especially when life is hectic and you've got a lot of other stuff going on, sometimes that run is just trying to just finish it and get it done and out of the way so you don't have to worry about it anymore that day. Um, so yeah, just keep showing up, keep putting in the work and then you'll have, you know, that moment like Sharon did where it's like, oh my God, I can really do this and yeah. it's going to be okay. Um, and that's kind of really what we're, we're, what we're working for. Absolutely. Um, well, and so let's talk a little bit about, um, uh, hold on one second. Here's a question here. Um, uh, okay, sorry, I'm, I'm trying to read in. Uh, so uh, Bammer Pammer's here and she's full of cake. She's at an office party right now or she just had an <laughs> office right. party. She says, she I don't have a specific her. question, but I just wanna say how much I appreciate Jenner coaching and encouragement. I am loving this program so far. Aww. Thank you, Thank Pam, you. that's very sweet. Um, and actually I'm about to bring up a question about your 5K, Pam. So if you wanna talk, you can. Um, other people who are on the broadcast as well, you can um, type in a question or you can put up your hand as well. And um, we can we can unmute you if you'd like to talk. So um, that's an option, just so you know. Um, or you can just listen at your leisure. Um, so Pam uh, did a first K, or did a 5K, I'm sorry. It was her first race after 
um, her marathon. So she ran a marathon. She documented that on another mother runner in case um, she sounds familiar. Um, she said, but I fell way short of my outcome goal. I'm proud of the progress I've made in my mental game, but I'm frustrated that my body wasn't capable of the speed I know I should have in me should all the stars align. Um, that said, she's five weeks post-marathon. That was her first marathon. So that's, um, we'll talk about that in a second, racing after a marathon. Um, and she said, she said, I'm also in the middle of an incredibly stressful and scary period having to do with some close family members. Dealing with that kind of stress takes a lot of energy. So I'm counting it as a win with some extra motivation on the side, um, which totally agree with. But let's dissect this a little bit first, Coach Jen. Let's talk a little bit about um, and granted, there are, you know, maybe people aren't going to be in her situation, but a race upon a race, um, you know, something like a marathon, which is a big, long, you know, four or five hour event. Um, and then racing again, um, like what kind of window should we be looking for and what kind of expectations should we have? Well, I mean, I think that um, especially with a marathon, you know, the recovery period after a marathon is going to be a lot different than a recovery period after a shorter race, just because you've put in, like you just said, four to five hours, some maybe longer um, time on your feet, not to mention the weeks and weeks you put in training leading up to it. You know, a marathon is a great distance and to turn around and try and run hard right from the get-go too soon afterwards, it's, and I'm not saying that Pam was too soon after her race. I'm just saying in general, not giving your body enough time to recover from an effort like a marathon, it's, it's, it's not going to be as great as maybe it could be. Um, <clears throat> with that being said, I think five weeks out from a marathon to run a 5k is absolutely doable. However, switching your focus from that long, great effort of a marathon to trying to run fast 5K. I mean, they're two very different beasts. And as much as maybe physically, you know, you think it, oh, well, it's a shorter race. It's not going to be as hard. I mean, as we are seeing, as we train and try and PR for our 5Ks or even just run a 5K for the first time, it's not as easy as it, as it may seem. You know, it's still yeah. three, while it's three miles, trying to run hard th for three miles is very difficult to do, almost as hard as trying to run a marathon just at an easy pace. You know, it's, it's a hard, hard effort. And I think that um, the fact that she has seen progress, I think that's fantastic. And that definitely needs to be celebrated. But perhaps, um, you know, she's just going to need a little bit more time in that 5k, you know, specific race, or excuse me, specific speed work and stuff for that type of race, before she starts seeing the, the results that she really, really wants to see. And, um, you know, she should be proud for the effort that she's put in, especially under the circumstances of having the stress at home and, and things going on with her family life, you know, just to, to see progress at all under those circumstances is is really a great deal. But then again, also on top of coming off of a marathon, you know, it was just five weeks ago. That's really not that much time if you take into consideration the time needed to recover, both mentally, physically, that sort of thing, and then start building up to run a 5K fast. Um, that's not a ton of time. So she should be really happy with how she did. 
Um, the general rule of thumb for whatever race you're running is that the recovery time should be at least one day for every mile of your race. So when you're running a marathon, you know, you're looking at almost a month time of recovery period. And that doesn't mean not doing anything for that amount of time. It just means you're not doing heavy speed work. You're not doing heavy strength training. You're not doing anything that's not going to allow the body to recover and repair from the hard work of your race. So with that being said, five weeks out from a marathon to, to see progress in a 5K, I think that's a really great, a really great effort. And maybe because of her fitness from that marathon, that's really what's allowing her to get back into, you know, racing so quickly afterwards. That's awesome. And she's actually here. I'm going to um, unmute her right now for a second, Jen. Um, let's see if she can, we can get her. Hey, Pam, are you there? I am. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. So, um, so you talked, you, uh, you said that you had a good chat after your race and, um, you want to talk a little bit about kind of how you mentally reconciled what you thought you could do and what ended up happening. Yeah. Yeah. And so I guess like to throw a little context in, um, I was hoping to, uh, this was kind of a last ditch effort to get a better corral for the Peachtree Road Race, the big oh, okay. you know, 10K, the 4th of, Ju 4th of July in Atlanta. And my work sponsor, like they will um, like pay for certain 5Ks, like, you know, a few of them every quarter. And they sent out an email saying, hey, you know, this uh, 5K this weekend is on the list. And so I was like, well, might as well, you know, give can't hurt anything to give it a shot. And I, yeah. I, I felt just in the last like two weeks or so that I was uh, really fully recovered, you know, from the marathon, uh, like, you know, runs were feeling good again. My legs weren't feeling heavy because um, I'd very much been easing back in. Um, but yeah, so I think pretty much exactly what you and Jen were saying, both with um, the fact that like, you know, a five weeks isn't that far removed. And then, um, and then in addition, um, the, you know, this was my first marathon, so all of my effort, you know, was for endurance, and I wasn't doing any speed work. Um, you know, there's like the occasional tempo miles or whatever, but nothing, no, like, you know, fast switch stuff. Sure. Um, yeah, and so, and I think, um, you know, the woman I was talking to with, like, really helped me recognize, you know, and, and kind of remember that. And also, like, I was never an athlete growing up. Um, and so the woman I was talking to was in, you know, NCAA, you know, top like swimmer when she was in college. And so she was kind of like showing me how different like training cycle has just how like the cycle of a season went, which sure. I had never thought about that before. And so, you know, the place where I was running fast 5Ks last summer was more what would have been at the end of the season, even though it was like right. a year ago it was in a completely different place, like within the athletic season. Sure. Yeah. It's almost like different bank accounts, right? Like you've really, you know, for your marathon, you've, you've, you know, you've really invested in your savings account there. Right. And I kind of think of like the speed is like a checking account. Like it's faster. You're like, you know, you, yeah. you know, you want to kind well, of, maybe that's the problem. I've never been good easier. at accounts. <laughs> <laughs> you never opened a savings account. Is that what you said? Oh no, I've never been good at keeping very much. Oh, I've never them. been good at savings. Well, you just ran a marathon, so you're good at savings, but yeah, no, that's really, um, that's, that's really smart. And I think the other part, you know, and we don't have to go into too much detail, but, you know, stress is stress. And I think sometimes, especially if you weren't an athlete, um, 
you know, if you haven't been an athlete for a long time, sometimes you feel like, well, I should be able to perform. I haven't, you know, I, this is what's on the calendar. This is what I need to do. And then you look at, like Jen was saying earlier, you know, we're, we are busy women. Like, I don't care if you have kids or not. I don't care if you have pets or you work full time or you, you know, own a house or rent an apartment. It doesn't matter. Our lives are all packed, right? Mm-hmm. And stress. Yeah, stress. I mean, there's like the, all of the millions of small stresses of life. And then, I mean, this has been, you know, not to be like vague booking or whatever, you know, but it's, you know, been the most stressful period of, of perhaps my life, you know, it's been kind of unbelievable, legitimately unbelievably big stress, um, right. you know, things going on in my family. So, you know, and I was like pretty deep into that. So, and I realized like just yesterday, like just how tight I was holding my body, sure. you know, and it's like, oh, wow, that takes a lot of energy to keep all those muscles that tight. So I'm sure that impacted Sure, yeah, and I mean, interesting even to think, think about like things that go into a performance. Biochemically, how much your body is working on the inside, your hormones, your cortisol level, all that kind of stuff is going to be at a heightened rate because of that stress. And then to try and run a hard 5K on top of it. I mean, you know, kudos to you for, for doing well and, and seeing that progress under those circumstances. And, you know, it's a lot to ask of our body under normal non-stressed circumstances. So, I, I mean, I think that, um, you know, being able to perform well under stressful circumstances is something that should, it, I don't think is really, a, um, what's the word I'm looking for, applauded enough, you know, recognized enough, acknowledged enough that it, how hard it is to do, but, you know, it, it is really, really hard. And I think that you're only as, hopefully th- as things settle down, and I hope they do settle down for you, then the other stuff shall ho- hopefully fall into place a little bit better for you too. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and they are definitely definitely much much more settled than they were you know things are on their way back to the status quo um but yeah no i have to say like you know i've put in a ton of really hard work on my mental game over the last year and it was fun to get a chance even if i wasn't going the pace i wanted to to really have a chance to put that into effect you know like after i finished mile two and my time popped up i was like you know really like dismayed and a little bit mad (laughs) And, um, you know, and I was like, well, I can, you know, what uh, Lauren Fleshman and Jesse Thomas, you know, say flip the F it switch. And I thought about it, but I didn't, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. That's That's great. great. And, um, and I'm curious, do you have another chance at a, at a, at a corral for Peachtree or is that, or is that, has that door closed? Uh, The door is closed for this year. Okay. But, um, but I'm totally, you know. I'm fine. I, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll be in a pretty good corral and, um, you know, it wasn't like, oh my gosh, I have to get a amazing corral for this, or I'm a terrible human being and a terrible runner, but it was, you know, just like, Hey, let's see how I can do. Right. Sure. Sure. Well, Um, every five minutes makes a big difference on the 4th of July. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. One of the biggest races in the nation. Yes, it does. Absolutely. (laughs) Having having been in like Corral double XX, I'm not kidding. You know, with like the people that have the walking poles, the Nordic walking poles at the Boulder Boulder. Um, I understand what you're saying. It matters, especially if you want to run quickly. So awesome. Well, thanks for chatting, Pam, and congratulations and keep 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 going and keep up your mental game because you are um really uh, a great example for all of us. Absolutely. Oh, thanks. It's, it's been really fun. I couldn't agree in. more. Oh, thank you guys. And I did end up getting second in my age group. So. Nice. Oh, geez, okay. <laughs> All right. So I'm negating everything you said about a band because I hear that. <laughs> like, dude, you nailed it. Like, you know. <laughs>
Well, it's only because like the biggest race of like the season of the year in Atlanta, the biggest like marathon is taking place the next day and they have a big 5k. <laughs> so, oh, okay. well, I, okay. Hey, second place in your age group is second place in your age group. No, no justification, yeah. no qualification necessary. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys. Cool. You're Take welcome. care. Have nice a great work. weekend, Pam. Thanks y'all too. Bye. Y'all too. She must be in Atlanta. <laughs> um, okay, we have two quick questions about um, about injuries that I wanted to hit, um, Jen, before we let you go. Um, the first one is about uh, from Jessica. She said, any ideas why my hamstrings are sore every time I run lately? I've never had that trouble before. And you had given, you actually answered this on the Facebook page, but you gave some great ideas. And I wanted to see if you could kind of just share those with everybody. Well, um, and I'm trying to remember exactly what I said, but um, you know, <laughs> I'll help you. I can prompt you if need be. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, no, typically when we feel pain, where the pain is um, felt isn't always where the problem arises. You know, we and we've talked about that at length. You know, especially when it comes to um, hip tension versus glute uh, lack of strength, for a nicer way to put it. Um, and that's usually what, what could be going on when it comes to the hamstrings, you know, it's all connected. And if the glutes aren't firing, sometimes the hamstrings will do a little bit of extra work. And if the hips are too tight, that can, um, occur as well. You know, there's not, the hamstrings are involved with pulling the leg back. Um, the glutes are involved with also extending the leg back. So if those, if the glutes can extend the leg back, sometimes the hamstrings take over a little bit more so than they should, and they can be sore as a result. And then, I know we also, I think I also mentioned um, in my answer about, you know, running pace and how changing your pace up with, with between doing a regular run at an easy pace versus a speed workout at a faster pace, you know, you're going to change your running form. And that's, that too can be a contributing factor to the tight hamstrings. But um, that aside, you know, making sure that that balance exists between the tension in your hips and then the strength in the glutes, I think, is the number one thing that we can do to prevent various injuries, sore hamstrings included. So, um, and, you know, Jessica had responded saying that she has a very tight psoas, which I can relate to because I've been getting ART on mine. And that's okay. been very fun, <clears throat> I said sarcastically. No, yeah. I mean, the psoas is a very deep hip flexor and it's very hard to stretch it. When we stretch our hip flexors, we're typically stretching the front hip flexors and not the deeper tissue behind them, the deeper muscles behind them. So making sure that we really get into it. And so that would be um, stretches a lot like the pigeon pose, which for some people is really hard to get into because of flexibility issues. So sure. um, one way that you can do a pigeon pose without having to get out on the floor. And for those of you that don't know, the pigeon pose is when you're taking one leg in front of you in um, uh, kind of like a half of a number four, like the bent part of a number four. And then the other leg is behind you. So you're almost splitting on the floor, which for most people is difficult, but yes. it's, it's the leg that's straight on the floor that is stretching the psoas and, and getting that leg to extend back behind you as much as possible. That's what's going to stretch the psoas. And so for many of us, it's impossible to do that. So what I really love, how I stretch my psoas the most, is getting on my kitchen table and my bottom is all the way to the edge of the table so that my legs are dangling off the edge of the table. And I'll okay. take one knee up and bring it to my chest. And that other leg that's dangling, you know, gravity is helping pull that leg down. And that's going to help get that psoas. Um, for those of you with really tight 
psoas muscle, you'll feel it right off the bat. You know, you will, that leg will start to dangle and be like, whoa, what is that? Well, that's your psoas stretching. If your psoas isn't super tight, you may not feel anything, but that doesn't mean you're not stretching the muscles. It just means they're not very, very tight. And then you can also, you'll, you know, you take the one knee up towards the chest. You can also take the knee out to the side of your body. So say it's your left knee up to the chest, your right leg is the one dangling. You can take that left knee and bring it out to the side a little bit away from your body. Um, And that will help get into like adductors and um, which is the inner thigh and then also the glutes on that left leg. So you can get kind of more bang for your buck that way, which for we busy people is usually more um, is better for us. So you know, if your family comes home and sees you laying on the kitchen table, you know, let them know <laughs> that it's okay. Your coach said it's all right to lay on the kitchen table, but um, so you're not you sitting, you're lying down. You're lying down. Exactly. You're laying okay. all the way flat on your back with your legs okay. dangling off. And you can do the, the point is to get up high enough so that your legs can dangle. So that's why I say kitchen table. I mean, your bed is okay in a pinch, but that it's so soft that you may not get as deep of a stretch because you don't have that, you know, that force underneath you, but it's better than nothing. You can still get a stretch from, from the bed. So it's okay to, to hang off the edge of the bed too. That's a great idea. That's the best way for me to stretch the, the hips. I mean, for, you know, everybody else may have other options and feel free to, to post them. But, um, I like that one the best for me. Yeah, well, and I would love for you to um, take a picture of that so we can post it. Can we do that? <laughs> okay. If from from a non from a non XX rated angle, you know, okay. we don't <laughs> you don't have to shoot it shoot on, but yeah, we're fans. Yes, but I think because <laughs> I'm interested to see it. Um, I mean, I, I can kind of visualize it, but I think it would be helpful to see a picture of it. So okay. All right. Thank you, Coach Jen. And then the last one um, is Casey. She says I keep struggling with the first mile to mile and a half with shin splints, and this week was just tired calves. Um, instead of getting faster, I'm slowing down. Any ideas? I stretch plenty and love my shoes. Um, four miles yesterday turned into a very slow three, and I'm very disappointed. My husband keeps saying it's just a mind over matter things, but my shins sometimes disagree. <laughs> so um, so the, the one thing that, that you honed in on here was that um, I stretch plenty and I love my shoes. And what was your first question for her? was how old are your shoes because even though you may love them and also are they the right shoes for you because you know especially for women when we have hormonal changes they often um appear in our feet and what shoes that used to work for us if there's been some kind of i mean it doesn't even have to be a great hormonal change it could just be a change in a cycle or something like that and it can show up in our feet and our arches elongate or whatever the case may be Um, feet get wider. And so the shoes that once worked may not work anymore. And then also, you know, if your shoes are older than six months, it's time to replace them. Shoes should never, ever, ever have a birthday. Um, So, I mean, yes, they can have (laughs) a birthday. That's a great way of saying it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, uh, you know, just make sure you're replacing them. Um, And even if you haven't been wearing them for that entire time, they still do break down and they may not offer the same amount of cushion or support. And, you know, you'll start feeling it in various places. So, and then another thing with that particular example, she had mentioned that her her calves were very tight and that can often contribute to feeling pain in your shins. And so, you know, making sure that you are not just stretching your calves, but foam rolling them. You know, stretching is only going to stretch healthy muscle tissue. So if you don't have any knots in your muscles, then stretching is great. But 
like most of us, you know, wow. if you have knots in your muscles, just create, you've created muscle tension through working out and maybe the repair process wasn't as efficient as it could be. That's how knots develop. And we can only release those knots through manipulating them. So putting pressure on them and that's where foam rolling comes in. So if you're feeling like <clears throat> your muscles are feeling tight, then you should be foam rolling in addition to stretching and foam rolling. I know it's hard to fit everything in, but I often recommend foam rolling as part of your warm up because if you're releasing that muscle tension as part of your warm up, it's only going to help you for that workout. So you are creating a little bit of warmth and increasing circulation by foam rolling. So it can be used as part of your warm up, and it's a really great way to fit it in. I agree. I agree. And um, actually, that's a great segue. We just um, earlier this week, um, we put up new foam rolling videos with um, Colleen Riddick Wash, who has come to all of our AMR retreats. She's a trigger point master trainer. And um, she did seven moves um, that are when the first one is the calves. And uh, I got to say, that's the one that I kind of shy away from the most because it, it tends to hurt the most, which kind of on the flip side means it's the most effective. So right. um, so starting there is, is such a great place. Um, well, great. Well, thank you, Jen. Um, I'm not seeing any other questions here, um, but you are such a great resource. Um, we continue to encourage everybody who's listening to, to um, you know, sound off on the Facebook page, post your victories, post your failures, post your frustrations, post your your wins, your fast 5Ks, your slow 5Ks. Um, it's really fun to see everybody's work come together and also just to kind of create a sense of teamwork and um, community. It's really uh, it's really fun to see. So we encourage you to continue to, to keep chatting, right? Absolutely. I mean, I love seeing everybody's posts and, um, you know, it doesn't always have to be a happy post. You know, we're there for you for your wins and we're there for you for your losses. And, you know, especially if you don't have, say, you know, a big running community that you belong to in person, you know, in real life, you know, yeah. that Facebook group is there for you, um, regardless of what's going on in real life. We're here for you to, um, to, you know, you're not alone. You're not training by yourself. You're training with all of us too. So yeah, definitely come on the Facebook page and, and post whatever you like. And, uh, we will cheer you on and, and root for you, um, in any way that you need. Absolutely. Well, have a great weekend. Um, enjoy the you quiet too. weekend. Hopefully no rain, hopefully no birthday parties. And, um, None and we'll of talk those. to you next time. And my okay. husband has a good, has a night out. So I get a whole night to myself with the kids. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, enjoy that. And um, thank, thank you. Again. You have a great we'll weekend too. Bye. Okay. Bye.